FBI Radio and Fire Up are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Welcome, Chris. Hello, Stephen. Um, it's a new era. Enveloped by crashing waves and plummeting brand value, the NRL has played its last card in the pack. It has launched Rugby League Season 2019 as a new era, yet the game has extinction written all over it. Lurid sex tapes, Cameron Smith refusing to retire, the Roosters as premiers, it's truly sickening. But history tells us that Rugby League has always been able to crawl back out of the primordial slime of its own making if someone utters two magic words. Fire up and Shazam! And all would be right with the greatest game of all. Well, no longer. The game has been blasted back to the Stone Age and the two brontosauri that are Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale can't do anything about it. So welcome to New Fire Up, the new coke of Rugby League Radio. Welcome to a Fire Up involving 33% less talk, 33% less music and 67% less comedy. Welcome to a Fire Up that has the go-forward of the Adelaide Rams. Welcome to New Fire Up, the Jurassic Era. I'm feeling very refreshed, Chris. I, I am reinvented and reinvigorated, Stephen. Yes. It's a glorious feeling, honestly, coming back with a new era presented to us by the NRL, by the fans, by the Daily Telegraph and everybody else. Uh, but, Chris, seriously, it has been the summer from hell. It really has been extremely difficult, hasn't it? Chris, let's just try another microphone. There's something going on with that mic there. Let's try that one. Go. No, hang on, no, no. Nothing. Go. Hello, I can hear myself. Unbelievable technology as we forge into 2019 I, in the I, 21st century. I, I was so optimistic after the grand final last year that I would walk out and come back to a fantastic rugby league season and new headphones here at FBI. Yep. We do have headphones for FBI with Beats by Dr. Dre, whoever that is. Whoever that is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some clown. Yes, is, but, he, is he a friend of the Kardashians, I think? Possibly. Yeah. But, uh, yes. Now, Chris... Tough uh, summer. Su- it was... It, look, summer from hell. They, they call it the, the official summer from hell. And we're not talking about climate change here. No. No. We're talking about... <laughs> well, that's inst- a fact. We're talking uh, about rugby league, right? The summer from hell. And, and that's why we've got this newer... Look, you call that a summer from hell? You might remember 1939. Fill me the, in. The Germans moved into Poland, Chris. Right, okay. In the summer of 39. I mean, that's a summer from hell. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a tough... And the summers from hell kept coming for another four or five years. Yeah, honestly, right, well, know. yeah exactly. You know, We've you, got to get this into context, yeah, Stephen. You, you know, Hiroshima, summer from hell. For that's sure. a summer from hell. Come yeah, on, that was a Chris. little hot, wasn't it? Now, look, uh, I don't know, but, you know, I mean, it's 1976, the son of Sam. You may remember that. Uh, for well those known, kiddies that don't know, well, tell us. Well-known <laughs> New York serial killer. He was. Yeah. Uh, we went on a rampage. And we're not talking about Matthew Lodge here. High temperatures. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, not good for the good people of the boroughs of New York. Well, look, isn't that the first thing that Todd Greenberg should have said, was that the climate change is affecting the brains of footy players? That's interesting. That's an interesting theory. Unreasonably high temperatures. They're, Never seen before high temperatures. They're, they're training in a non-league friendly environment, yes. you know, i.e. January, February. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, look, uh, I know that in, I think, 2017, they had the worst US box office summer ever. You know, they tried to launch movies like, uh, I don't know, 
Um, I can't even remember. King I'm, Arthur. I'm sure it was that, a Marvel film in there somewhere. That absolutely. Well, it was you know a bit of a downturn. I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Now, Chris, for those that don't know, and let's face it, Rugby League's pretty good at putting itself on the front page and the back page. And Peter Fitzsimons, thank you very much for all your publicity. Uh, what is this sum of hell? Can, come... I, can I just simply interrupt <laughs> you, Stephen? Because yeah, we haven't got much time. No, we haven't. <laughs> it's running out fast. It's thank heavens for Peter Fitzsimons to point out yeah. that if we build stadiums in this city... Yeah. Kitties will not have hospitals and schools. You, can you imagine the poor kitties coming in looking for a crutch, you know, or an IV tube, <laughs> uh, and, and I, they're going, "Sorry, the stadium's being built. You can't have any care yeah, today." They, they want to do a mass problem on an iPad, and they go, "There's no funds for that." Not even a demountable, Chris. <laughs> you know, not so, even a pencil and paper. Go watch the roosters out at a rebuild Elliot. Yeah, look, Nick Politis is doing okay. <laughs> Just look, what's wrong with you? Thank you, Peter. And Wi-Fi, carpets, <laughs> good coffee, and female toilets. Chris, what's wrong with that? Fromageries, boulangeries, Fromageries. in the Allianz precinct. <laughs> now, now, tell me about this. If you've got a stadium that, as we speak, the roof is being ripped down... You can and hear all... it, actually, from here. The bulldozers are... Is yeah. there still a sponsorship attached to that? That's a really interesting point, is isn't it? Is it still Allianz? If you're an insurance company, do you want to be associated with a piece of crumbling infrastructure? There's my sign up there, and look at the piece, and everybody's talking bad things about it. It's been it's been a disaster for Allianz because a lot of people were saying, if you know, God forbid, there was an alien invasion, yes, well, well you know, ten thousand people watching the Roosters, not many would survive because of the poor access and egress oh. aspects, and so you know, it's not good for an insurance. Health company, and is safety, it? isn't yeah, it? It's all about health and safety. A lot of claims there. Now, uh, look, I know that one of the reasons the reasons are primarily that sex tapes, and let's face it. You know, who hasn't, Chris? Well, our generation hasn't, Stephen. No, we didn't do it. We didn't have the technology, remember? I mean, you've seen the impact on Gus Gould. I remember trying to get one of those big VHS machines. You remember those ones you carry over your shoulder? You know, and it wouldn't work in low light. It was no good. It just didn't work. Well, and you had to try If you wanted to go down that route, yes, of, if, if I could did. use that word, yeah. you, know, you had to bring in lighting and, yeah. and those silver backfoil... Packs things. Yeah. If you wanted to make something for your own entertainment yeah, in the yeah. privacy of your, your own, own home, home yeah, technologically, yeah. it was a nightmare. Yeah, and you, you, the internet. What's that? <laughs> I mean, you, know, you might have to make a copy, a dub, as they used to call it, and pass it around to your friends. And that's expensive. Yeah, and then the mini DV came in. Remember that? That was a glorious move forward in technology. <laughs> now, a bit like that tapes. Isn't this it? is all about rugby league embracing technology, isn't it? And let's face it, Chris. If I could say to you, you might say somebody's, you know. Award-winning documentary is somebody else's sex tape. Yes, you know you might go to Marlon Brando's films or Truffaut or I don't know any French film you uh, can name. We, we did lose Bertolucci a little while ago, we Last did. Tango in Paris, which of itself is controversial. I mean, perhaps they should all be banned, but I'm saying this could well be art in some some people's eyes. If you put it in a gallery, big pappy on the wall. <laughs> You're referring, of course, to Dylan Napa. Dylan Napa. And I mean, he should be banned just for his tackling style, not for his sex tapes. Correct? <laughs> but he wasn't. Was he fine for that? For his tackling style? Yes, I think yes. he copped a couple of games, Stephen. Right. But this, the NRL sees a distinction between on-field and off-field activities in this area. Uh, yes. And they see this as, you know, suspending players for games is something they actually kind of like. They get a couple of weeks off. They mm-hmm. can, you know, rehabilitate, rejuvenate, Ooh, uh, you know, reconnect with family and friends. But, you know, they really hit Dylan where it hurts in relation to his off-field things, which... I believe he's coming out as a box set, the big puppy is tapes. It? Yeah, is it? yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, for your, your Christmas gifts, in that they find him, Stephen. They hit him in the hip pocket, oh, and yeah. I think you've got a point here. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm assuming you, ha- not being part of the rugby league mafia, it, haven't seen the vision. Well, I know Andrew Webster says just his, his phone pings <laughs> and he gets the videos. So I'm not part of that circuit. I'm up. I'm up late at night hoping that the hoping phone someone sends you something. Ping. <laughs> But I did happen to catch one of them. Yes. Right. And, and I mean, it's, I'll just describe it in the broadest possible terms. Yep. 
It's in a nondescript hotel room because, let's face it, most hotel rooms are nondescript. nondescript. Yes, yes. Unless you've got a picture of Bambi at the creek in some sort of northern American forest. <laughs> That's you know, right. Or, or maybe a, a velvet print of an, a Tahitian woman. You could probably work out that one in Dubai with the 15 fountains that you're in in that hotel. Yeah. But this was nondescript. nondescript and right. former rooster, current eel, uh, Kane Evans, yes. is seen in the vision shadow boxing. Ooh. And then the camera person pans across. And I, wow. I'll just leave it at the Dylan Napa is pleasuring himself. Are we talking black and white here? Uh, <laughs> well, it's put through a series of filters, but I think it was. In, yeah. I think it was in Technicolor, right? Okay, and, and I think it's a comment on modern society. Yes, it is. Yeah. And if you put that film into the Cannes Short Film Festival, yes, yes. you're likely to get a Palm Door standing ovation. Yeah. But Todd Greenberg, yeah. you know, Doctor Doctor Evil himself. What does Todd know about art? I, I asked that question outright, Chris, at the beginning of the year. Very little. Very little. And, <laughs> And he gets up at the press conference and he describes it as juvenile. Jeez. He sounded like a headmaster dressing down a student. Okay, I would say put Todd in a room back in 19, I don't know, let's say 66, Andy Warhol's sleep. Eight hours of a person's sleep. What would he say about that? Juvenile. Juvenile. Juvenile and disgusting. Right, okay. <laughs> and he'd, ban, he'd find Warhol. He'd hit him in the hip pocket. The factory would be shut down. Shut down for a year. <laughs> Sent off. Um, you know, I ask you, what would, I mean, what would Picasso do? You know, with a mobile phone and the internet. Well, Picasso himself has a controversial and <laughs> colourful history. He does. Yeah, but he wouldn't have existed. He would have. Set no. off. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's right. And, in, in the NRL, new era. And what would Todd say about Picasso? <laughs> juvenile. Extremely juvenile. Extremely juvenile. <laughs> I rest my case there, uh, Chris Gale. Uh, look, <laughs> it's Summer from Hill. Yeah, look, it's been tough because, you know, we don't want to make light of um, poor player behaviour and some of that is no. real. But, you know, some of it is, you know, less poor and, and, and somewhat amusing. But the NRL has packaged it all up all right. and says we've got to move on. boy they got from the West Tigers, Arva Simon Fagawi. What is that again? Arva Simadevadeli? Buzz Rothfield, uh, let, let me tell you, how's, how am I sounding yeah, now, Steve? That's nice. The oh, technology is... It's, it's a new era. It's a new era, In finally. Fire up 2019, here we come. Uh, Daily Telegraph uh, editor at large, because as we know, Buzz does actually have a desk. Yeah, and the most attractive man in rugby league. <laughs> so they make him walk around the uh, Kipak Street premises uh, just with a mobile phone and laptop. Uh, Gee, you get in a lot of trouble with that, Chris. Yeah. He was talking about the, the Cronulla salary cap issues and having to perhaps uh, send a player on and off to England. And he referred, of course, to Ava Siamanafanai, as uh, Ray Warren likes to call him. Ava Siamanafanai Fargo Longo, right? Siamanafanai seems to be the most popular pronunciation. But, uh, Buzz has really got his finger on the pulse, it's, it, it, but it's a new era. May they call us a brontosaurus, <laughs> you know, tyrannosaurus. What's more extinct than that? I think you and I are older than Buzz, by the way. <laughs> Just, 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 just thinking. You're a mean man, aren't you? <laughs> this is Fire Up 29. No sugar.
2019. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sugar free. Sugar free. Okay. Yeah, we are the new yeah. new fire up. Now, there was a brand new launch. They can walk on water, rugby league players. So you re- refer, of course, to the NRL launching the new era season yeah. at, uh, at uh, Nick Politis's Summer Palace. Summer Palace, yeah. Otherwise known as the yeah. Bondi Icebergs. Icebergs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And it was, I mean, I assume you were there, Stephen, in your official NRL DJ capacity. No, I was otherwise preoccupied. I was busy that night. Oh, okay. I was in a nondescript hotel room. <laughs> Okay, well, notes. I'll be uh, up late tonight waiting for my WhatsApp to ping. <laughs> and so they launched with much fanfare, the NRL trophy, and all 16 captains of yep. the franchises. Yep. And they had them on some sort of perspex arrangement. And there was a pecking order, wasn't there? Yes. Right near the trophy were the two winners, or the winner and the, the loser. Grand last year's on the way out. I can't remember who won the grand <laughs> final who was, last year. Who was in Siberia? Who was close uh, to the uh, Antarctic? On the extreme right, if you look at the images on the internet, yeah. was Tim Manor from the Parramatta oh, Eels. Poor old Parramatta. And unfortunately, yeah. the sea was angry that day, my friend. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> he got pummeled by a wave, yep. which has to be a metaphor for Parramatta's season. It's not going yeah. to get any better. No, because Jared Hayne was part of that summer from Hill, wasn't he? Well, that's right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I did notice, though, that... Uh, Cameron Smith, the accountant, yes. who was closest away from the water, yes. recoiled in horror when the wave came up. <laughs> Cameron doesn't like dealing with the elements. You know, no. He likes to control everything. Control. Right. Uh, now, what is happening with Cameron Smith? Ah, oh, look, it's a brand new era. What happened last night? Within the first two minutes, there were three penalties to Melbourne, <laughs> and then they scored off a drop forward pass. That's the same as it always was. You're talking about the, uh, the uh, Jesse Bromwich was not a. You're suggesting that was a knock on? It looked like he touched it and fell straight to the ground forward. <laughs> not in Cameron's world. It's a new era, Steve. Yes. You know, in fact, my understanding was the NRL was intending to launch this season mm. with the slogan, More of the Same. More of the Same. But, you know, because of the summer from hell, yes. we had to move to a new era. Of course, they did, yeah. As we have, and we're in the Jurassic era. Chris, you've got to move ahead with the marketing thinking. Yes. You know, yeah. there's the spin. Yeah. It's the way people perceive things. But it's not a new era, is it, Stephen? I mean, you've got Cameron Smith mm. running the show yet again. Yes, yes. All right. And, you know, and the usual feuds yeah. continue to rage. Chris, just remind me, how many uh, testimonials or farewell dinners has he had, or games at that? Three. Three. Yes. When is he planning on retiring? Unannounced. Unannounced. We have we have the inside scoop, don't we? That apparently Cameron Smith will not retire until one he gets the two premierships back reinstated, two thousand seven, two thousand nine for Melbourne Storm. Correct. Two, an Order of Australia. Correct. Maybe a papal knighthood. Well, he's the accountant. Is it? Um, well, inappropriate a... to suggest there might be an opening in the financial part of the Vatican. There is, the yeah. yeah, second top job. And what Vatican. about what about a knighthood? Because I know that Tony Abbott restored knighthoods. And, Does that still exist? And can we just give a shout out to Sir Prince Philip? Yes. Hello, rugby league fan. I, I'm at a loss. A, a knighthood's an option right now in Australia because I think Cameron Smith has got his eyes on one. Yeah. Look, while the Chump Morrison is still in power. And Abbott's still floating around. The possibility is there, isn't it? <laughs> the possibility. The possibility are endless. of Cameron Smith. But then he's a manly supporter, isn't he? Uh, who, uh, Cameron Smith? Tony Abbott. <laughs> Tony Abbott. And the other bloke, the chum, he's a, what is he, a Cronulla, sh- no, Cronulla supporter, isn't Morrison. he? Oh, yeah, Morrison. Oh, card, yeah, card-carrying, card-carrying. Right. Speaking, and this, of course, yeah. does lead us to, we talk about New Era, but it's actually more of the same. Yes. Gal and Cameron Smith, not... Strange bedfellows at Gal the moment. And Cameron. Oh, they're going at hammer and tongs at the moment, aren't they? Because Be- Cronulla won a premiership, though over the salary cap, apparently, Incorrect. allegedly. Incorrect. 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 Okay. Incorrect. All right. Cronulla has been fined, mm-hmm. but is not stripped of their 2016 premiership. And why is that? You know these things better than I do. Because they cheated. Yes. But they were incompetent. <laughs> So they set up a special purpose company to get third-party deals yeah. to take them illegally over the cap. Yeah. And they were going to raise some three-quarters of a million that way, but they failed. Oh. And so therefore they were under the cap. Yeah. So they've been fined for cheating, but not stripped of their premiership. 
How Cronulla is that? That's absolutely Cronulla. I mean, first of all, they get, they're on a toxic swamp. They're supposed to be getting out of debt by selling off all that bloody well, land for development. Well, today, $40 yeah. million dollar windfall. $40 million. Talk about they haven't got a sponsor yet, have they? No. Oh, no, no they have. They have. Ace Guttering or something. Ace Guttering? To... You're <laughs> kidding me, aren't you? <laughs> I think it's a Cronulla board member. Just to put something on the jersey. You know, <laughs> They just made that up. Cleaning up the gutters of rugby league one gutter at a time. Gutter at a time, starting in the toxic swamp. But of course, you know, Smith is saying, well, if... Cronulla aren't stripped. We shouldn't have been stripped. Yes. You know, that uh, Greenberg is right and Gallup was wrong. I like the way he does that. First of all, he couches it. He's not attacking anybody because he likes to appear nice, right? He's not saying strip their premiership. He just wants his back. And he's supporting the current administration, which I think is, is wise. But I mean... He's walking a fine line there, isn't he? First of all, it has raised the spectre of Cronulla losing the premiership, which, let's face it, would be interesting. <laughs> and of course, Paul Gallon... Did you say interesting? Yeah. You want to... No, no, no we'll come there. back to it. Come Paul Gallon had this to say if he was stripped of the premiership. Yeah. Taken them, as I say, so I, I would I would throw my ring away and I would quit the club immediately because I, I would be um, it just wouldn't sit well with me if we would have a taken. You'd quit office. rugby league altogether. I'd, I'd quit. I'd quit. I'd quit. Yeah. Man, that's a threat and a half. I, I think that's a huge carrot dangling in front of the NRL right now. Yes. That if they yes. got stripped of their premiership, Paul Gallen would leave rugby league. Yeah. No, no, no. To further uh, his uh, boxing. Just career. correct me. How old is Paul Gallen again? Um, 37. He's I pretty think. close to retirement, though, isn't he? Well, he's, he's in the ballpark. <laughs> he's in the year Speculation of it. Speculation that this might be his last year, but to his credit, hasn't asked for a testimonial. Oh, I, no, that's true. And I, and one. I, and I think, be the I main think Gal, Gal is on, on cam watch, right? He's watching the accountant. He says, he's just going, I'm not going to retire until the accountant retires. It's yeah. a real sort of, he's got a real issue with him, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. But and it's, it's like blues, you know, cane toads and cockroaches and all that yeah. stuff, right? So normally they're, they're opposed, but on this sort of weird sort of symbiosis, yeah. if... Cronulla don't lose their premiership. Cameron is arguing that they should get their two reinstated. Right. And chief rat from the Melbourne Storm of that era, Brian Waldron, had this to say. Oh, yeah. So they don't know the truth. They do not. They think they know the truth, but they don't. And Storm people will continue in 10, 20, 30 years' time to look back and think that they've won four premierships. And for what I say, I've always said that they did. I don't think they can handle the truth. <laughs> You know, storm people. Who are storm people? How many storm people do you know? Terrific, terrific place to start this discussion. Yes. Who are storm people? Well, ben First, Mendelssohn's a storm people. D- great work in Captain Marvel. Uh, if you haven't um, caught it yet, Stephen. Storm anybody? Molly Meldrum. Molly, that's it. That's exhausted. It is now. It? Now, do these? Storm, Could you name any more? No. Storm people. And and do these storm people sort of well, not even secretly, but like you know, like in the Simpsons when they get out with their their torches and their flares and they want to protest, do they get out and march around saying two thousand seven, two thousand nine? What do we want? We want them back. No, no, they don't march. They, they actually, march. in their minds, yeah. in storm people, I like to call them the storms people. The storms people, yeah. And there, wasn't there a reboot of Storm Boy? But it's, you know, <laughs> basically what they do is that they, like, this year, the storm people, they've booked out Crown Casino yeah. down in Melbourne, mm-hmm. down at South Bank, and they'll all be getting together and celebrating the 2009 Premiership. Wow. Because in their mind, as Cooper Cronk so presently put it, I've got the video. I mean, I think he's referring to the DVD of the game, nothing else. Nothing else. I've got the ring. Yes. I've got the T-shirt. In my mind, we won the comp. Yes. As far as Storm people are concerned, Cameron Smith's barking up the wrong tree because they never lost it. They always won it. Is that not a psychological disorder? A delusion of sorts, Chris? <laughs> it's Storm people syndrome. Yeah. It's particularly diagnosed, yeah. Now, listen, we've got something very exciting. I've, just to kind of digress for a second. Yeah, certainly. Um, um, Rabbit Pat, what do you call him? No, Redfern Pat. Redfern Pat's yeah, brought no. in a yeah. great big document. It's not the Book of Feuds. No. It's called the Fire Up Almanac of Player Indiscretions. It's a, look, 
It's a mighty tome. It's a weighty tome. Now we're thinking of somehow finding a way to publish this with n- nice leather bound. Yes. You know, and a little red string to put through so you can keep your page. Well, you know, tonight the uh, uh, Reverend Pat's beloved rabbits take on the accursed roosters. Accursed at, roosters. Talk about New Era. They're playing yeah. football at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Yeah, New Era. Really, doesn't really sound That's where like it all started. Era, I know. Uh, now, there are categories here, Chris. Yes. Alcohol, page two. Driving, 12. Violence, 15. Drug recreational, 21. I'll go straight Drug that performance one. enhancing, 26. <laughs> just to, you know, sex. That's the big section. Yeah. Miscellaneous, 31. Well, that'd be And I've noticed a few of them. Craig Gow pops up a few times. Does anybody remember Craig Gow? Yeah, I remember yeah, him. Yeah. He had a bit of trouble on the golf course once, I remember. But, but surely, with the Book of Feuds yeah. being reignited tonight, this is just a quick call to... Because Ref and Pat is a confidant of Russell Crowe. Yes, he said, yes. mate, how, who, who did that for you? It's limited edition, bound. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. sort of that sort of dimpled... Cover? Dimpled leather. That'd be yes. nice, wouldn't That'd it? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Okie dokie. So, Chris, um, the Tigers. I know that you love the Tigers. I do love the Tigers, Steve. And it's you a, know what for, it is for the Tigers? Yeah. It's a new era. It's a, And you know what? Barry O'Farrell, or the same, you know, so disparaging, calling him Fatty O'Barrell, has waltzed in as the new board member, CEO, chairman? Chairman. Chairman of the board. Chairman of the board. you know, as, as, as would... would not even get you a job as a sub-editor at the Telegraph. Marina Go has gone. gone. Right. Go has gone. So, Barry, now I was at the launch, yeah. Stephen. I mean, I actually went to my launch. Uh, first of all, Madge Maguire just exudes the desire to be a first-grade rugby league coach, so that's a positive. The desire. Yeah. Yes, okay. The second thing was he then turned to the issue of the captaincy. And you might recall last year the Tigers had five captains. Somewhat confusing. Six, five, okay, yeah. yeah. So he goes, I want to talk about the captaincy. And he goes, ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand that all these young men here are leaders. And I thought, we're going to have 45 captains. Right. But then he pivoted and went for Moses Mbai, mm-hmm. right? But in terms of slogans, we ended up with, it's our jungle. It, it doesn't feel like an advance. No, no. But Marina's time is gone. She's you know, presided over the financial rehabilitation of the, the West Tigers. So that, you know, put your money in there right now. Yeah. But we've got a new leadership, and it's Barry O'Farrell. Yeah. Now, can I just remind everybody that uh, apparently Deloitte, is that how you say the company? They've done an accounting, not Cameron Smith, New South Wales economy, that Barry O'Farrell's decision cost the economy $14 billion. Okay, that's and in he's round coming numbers. in as chairman of the board for, for a team that's in dire straits financially. Well, right? No, no, no. This is the point, you see, is that Marina and Justin Pascoe, who's you know, suspended at the moment... Mm. Uh, have turned the club around. I, I, I think we might oh. talk about pillars lately, but there are, there are pillars in the Tigers, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. We are financially available. You're we boring are in the me, black. Chris. You're boring me. Anyway, We're in the black. So Barry O'Farrell, lockout, in the red. lockout law Barry, yeah. right? Uh, now, what's going to happen at Leichhardt? I, well, from what I've heard, he's going to turn the lights off at night? Correct. You're going to play in the dark? <laughs> Do we know cheer girls? No, I mean, he, he's going to eliminate the fun of the entire Western Corridor. Is that right? You start at Leichhardt, yes. you go out through Concord, you end out at Campbelltown in the MacArthur River what, in the no MacArthur lights, District. No lights at all? No, the, whole, the game will be played at dusk. Dusk. Yeah. Uh, there'll be absolutely no frippery. In fact, the Tigers will walk out yeah. to silence. <gasps> but no survivor. No more eye of the Tiger. Oh my God, Chris. Uh, the jerseys will be monochrome. Monochrome, yeah. There actually will be no logo. No logo, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, there'll be no pies or chips at the game? Uh, absolutely no, no food or beverage service at all. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, of course, in Barry's vision, yeah. this will permeate beyond the actual Tigers' grounds into the general thing. So all those new little uh, micro bars that set up in, you know, uh, Roselle and whatever, yes, and L- gone. Lewisham, all those places, gone. Uh, I think he's got a plan for the Meth Lab, a.k.a. the Balmain Lease Club. Yes, yeah. yes. Leave it untouched, yes. except for the addition of some poker machines. Fantastic. Fire it up! Ready to go! Fire it up! Ready to go! Fire it up! Ready to go! 
go change the world. Thank you, everybody. All right, who, who wants ice cream? Yeah, I've been roaring like a lion And I'm tired of all this crying And I'm tired of being kicked around like a little whoop butt Because I'm all fired up, I'm all fired up and lonesome I'm fired up and lonesome and I'm on the spree That woman ain't gonna get the best of me If you're gonna hang around then I'm gonna warn you No place to go But I know a thing or two About riding down a long lonesome road well, I'm just doing the best I can And I'm trying to take my legging like a man But I'm tired of always feeling like I'm gonna be her sitting duck I'm getting all fired up I'm all fired up and lonesome he looks fired up. I don't know if that's a good idea. Yes. Uh, how good is fire up? Oh, it's how good is rugby league? How good is fire up? And I'm enjoying this restriction format, Stephen, because yeah. I think it gives us focus and direction. It does, yes. A la Craig Bellamy, we know our role, yeah. and that is to talk less, play less music, and talk less rugby league. And talk faster. That's Well, that's never been a problem for you or me. <laughs> no, me. Hey, listen, there is a text line here. We've got a lovely text saying, welcome back, gentlemen. We haven't got a negative one yet. 0409-945-945. You want to say, what the hell is yeah, going on here? Yeah, come on now. I thought we just had the summer from hell. <laughs> now, look, Barry O'Farrell has just texted in. Right. Um, he's, he's got a solution. He said those players that played up over summer, and it's been a recurring theme in rugby league, and we've got this almanac of player indiscretions to prove such a thing. He's suggesting, a la Kurt Russell, Snake, I think was his name, was Snake Plissken, from memory? Is that right? Yep. Uh, Escape from New York, where you basically you just put them onto an island like New York, yep. and you board it up, and you put security guards and helicopters, and you shoot them if they try and get out. War. And then you get a bus, and then you just drive them into the game, and then take them back in. Now, no one's going to see the indiscretions. Right. No one's going to know. Right. Now, yep. that's obviously going to be different. We don't have New York City here. No, we could possibly put them on the uh, reconditioned Allianz footprint. Wow, Chris. Or what about... If you get a helicopter, you can see then. You yeah. Know, yeah. Or but a what drone. A, I tell you what's free now yeah, yeah. is Callum Park. Callum Park. Because, you know, they put the Laneway Festival yeah. on there, but that's finished. That's gone. Hello, no Gladys No festivals, no fun. <laughs> what's your shirt say, Chris? Uh... Don't kill live music, Stephen. Right. I'm trying to fit in here at FBI. We're not saying don't kill rugby league players. We're just saying let's isolate them from the rest of us. You know, they're on the field and then way out of sight, out of mind. Christmas Island. Well, Morrison was there doing a tour. Was Come he, on, Chris. Do you think Greenberg was in the background there? Sort of, <laughs> did you, know, you see him? Shaping public he, he thought the mattresses were okay up to stand. <laughs> He said, you know, they have that bunk in. They're used to that, you know, four in a room, you know, in, you know, non-discreet sort of walls, you know. And we're giving these ideas away for free. <laughs> now, that might be expensive because you've got to get them all up to Christmas Island. You've got to fly them all back down again every game to wherever they play, you know, Mudgee and Brisbane, etc. Lord Howe, maybe. Well, they could run a market at Lord Howe. Nobody would know. <laughs> that'd be good. And, uh, and if they ever get in a boat, we'll stop them. I've seen footage of Lord Howe. There's not much flat land there, though. That would be my concern. I mean, right. could you get a training park there? Yeah. Hey, listen, there's a whole lot of people sort of like responding to this summer from Hill. I thought Wayne Bennett called all their coaches drama queens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gus Gould was almost in tears. Yeah. 
People are surprised that Gus Gould is emotional. I can't think of a more emotional man in rugby league than Gus. How do you see Gus. that emotion, though, Chris? And he just goes, I don't understand it, which yeah. I think is probably part of the incentive for the uh, said lurid sectators. Yes, that's what... That's what hello, yeah. Generation Gap. Generation yeah, Gap. Yeah. It's tough for young people to find a point of difference, Steve, because people like you and me yeah. are trampling all over their culture and exactly. revolving They themselves. need to rebel in some way. Like what the hell shape. are we doing on this station, yeah. for example? Remember when they were teenagers? They don't exist well, anymore. They're gone. gone they they gone. were a marketing construct yeah. that lasted for about 50 years, exactly. but they've been eliminated. I mean, that millennials have got it tough, let's face it. I'd, I'd hate to be a millennial. Me too. Except I'd be younger. That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, but boy, I'd hate to be a millennial. We can go to see Billie Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Billie Eilish. I said, I love Billie Eilish's love work. Yeah. You know, White Wedding. <laughs> Was this in Generation X? Have I got that right? <laughs> You're close. <laughs> now, there are other responses. The great Fred Fiddler, right, yes. who can hold his breath underwater for a minute and 45 seconds. Did you know that? I, I did know that because he's, again, new age, new, new era. He thinks he's got the blues yeah. doing wrestling underwater and holding their breath. Wrestling and holding your breath. That's hard. <laughs> it's I very mean, hard. We've seen people holding rocks and walking underwater to test their capabilities, <laughs> you know, big wave surface, but gee whiz, wrestling. Yeah. Um, he apparently... Now, can I just turn over the page, the first page of the Fire Up Almanac of Player Indiscretions... Brad Fiddler, 1999. <laughs> Ding. It says here, found unconscious in a gutter outside a Sydney police station. Police described him as the drunkest human being ever. And he's going on about players today. I can't believe it. You know, he's, and again, an un, unholy alliance with Barry O'Farrell. He's calling for government regulation of mobile phones yes. in the wake of the sex tape scandal. Right. Right. No. And to me, the demonization of this is. is is appalling. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a young person once. Barry was, was he? Yeah, both Barry and pictures? Freddie. In fact, they used to hang out together, party occasionally. Oh, yeah. Right, right, over well, a bottle I guess of, 1999. Dare I say over a bottle of red wine. Yes, Grange, and, here we come. And this idea of regulating mobile phones, yeah. it's a slippery slope, Stephen. Yeah. The next yeah. thing you know, it'll be like smoking. Yeah. There'll be no advertising, and I love mobile phone ads. Yeah. Right? And poor Australians will be huddled outside office buildings in defined areas texting. <laughs> texting. You know, yeah. and copying stick from their bosses yeah. about impact on productivity. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... I tell you what, Freddie, read yeah. the almanac, son. Look, I don't know if we've got the solutions, Chris. I really don't. I mean, if we oh, do... Oh, I know we don't. <laughs> if we put him in isolation, you could also have no Wi-Fi. And that's, that's one problem solved there. It doesn't matter whether they got a phone or not. They just amuse themselves. So just all local area stuff. Yeah. That would be interesting. That'd be interesting, that, You could be able to control it. Now, um, let's just... There's a couple of things I want to get through here, Chris. Uh, apart from Barry O'Farrell again, the chairman of the West Tigers and the, how he's going to fix it. I can't wait for this year with the West Tigers. I really can't to see what he gets up to. We're playing Manly Ringer tomorrow night, and I'll just be simply there dressed in a black T-shirt with black pants and black shoes. Yeah. What, so even when you're away games, you can't have fun? No, that's, it's home game, Leichhardt, but it's Monochrome. Oh, it's Leichhardt, okay. Monochrome. Right, okay. Now, um, let's get back to Cronulla again, shall we? Why not? Now, you, well, they're about to go. They're about to go. Despite the $40 million windfall. Right. They're off to Perth. Fact. Now, now, over the summer, one of those things from the summer of hell was that they misbehaved in a local in, uh, recreational club. Yeah, well, some of them did, yeah, that's so, for sure. The sailing club. Yeah. Sa- now, imagine going, being banned from your own sailing club in your own territory. <laughs> I mean, you know. And what I loved about the sailing club, and it's been lost in the summer of hell because there were too many incidents to, you know, keep in the inventory and keep across our thinking. Yep. The entire rugby league teams have been inv- uh, banned from the sailing club. Mm-hmm. And the sailing club is really strong on this, which I like. They've said, 
when Cronulla's relocated to Perth, they're still banned. Right, okay. So when they happen to come back to Sydney to see their families, right. they can't go down to the club now, for a drink. You know my point of view that, first of all, Cronulla has no right to exist in the first place. Yes, 1967. Yes. The talk, that was a summer from hell when you learned yes. as a young child that part of your district was being stripped away from you. Well, they changed the rules, of course, Chris. As, as punishment. We, as I have, have I ever mentioned that? Never before, never 11 again. 11 years in a Thank row. God. And then they changed the rules, the tackle count, and they split the, the, the area in half and gave us Cronulla Sullivan. Thank you very much. And we, I said to there'll be a hex on them. They'll never win a premiership. And that might still come true. You might be right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, i got another text here from uh, Gladys. Uh, Gladys, I can't spell her last name or even pronounce. It says here, she's got an answer for this uh, misbehaviour in the summer from hell. She says, look at the Wallabies. Now, the Wallabies have got a Wallaby Team Tour guideline book. Did oh, you wow. know that? Yeah. <laughs> That'd that, be as thick as the Almanac, that right? That is in answer to our indiscretion thing. It says here, um, any contact with the public is to inspire and to be respected as the best rugby playing athlete Australia can produce, right? Which is not saying much. And in doing so, these are things, the guidelines they say you avoid. Public drunkenness. Okay. Okay. Inappropriate language. Sure. Physical abuse or threatening behaviour, yep, alleged or proven sexual misconduct, incidents involving a police investigation or any potentially proven illegal activity, use of supplying of or involvement in recreational drugs and or prohibited performance enhancing substance or practice. I mean, we know that. That's why the Wallabies are so bad. Yes. All they can, all, all they can attract the do-gooders and Johnny Whitebreads yes. who can't play football right. of any description. Oh, here's a, here's a great story. Now, this is a really ha- – because this, this is a third section, happy section, right? Do you know what the last – Guideline wasn't that, by the way. For God's sake, can you try and win a game? Can yeah, you anyway. try and win a game? Yeah. Now, isn't that what they said about the... Now, there was a quote about Boyd Cordner, and he was talking about Trent Robinson, I think. He said, well, he no, maybe it was Cooper Cronk, and I'll get to that in a minute. Mitch Allgood, do you know that name? I do know that name. Mitch Allgood. Yeah, fringe first grader, right? Fringe first grader. Now, um, a few years ago, his uh, partner put him onto a new diet, and Mitch was known then as the Schnitty King. <laughs> 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 now, at a restaurant... Um, in Sydney's Inner West, you know the restaurant, I think. The Austrian I think it's a chain, the Austrian Central House. Right. I think I've eaten at the Neutral Bay one. It's, it's a delicious. Chain. It's a chain. I think so. There's yeah. more than one Austrian Snitchel House. I'm assuming in this modern era that if you break, if there's a challenge of how many schnitties you can eat, that it goes right across the chain instantly. Yeah. So be, if you get to 14 instantly. Well, well, it won't under Gladys's system where we've got no Wi Fi. No, it won't. Yeah, you, no, no one will know. No, they'll no have to get a messenger boy on a bike. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a pigeon. <laughs> pigeon. Carry a pigeon. Um, he set the Schnitzel challenge, uh, the record. It says here, uh, now he says, I wouldn't even know what meat tastes like. But then in 2012, he was eating <laughs> one kilo of chicken schnitz with chips and drinking a one litre Steiner beer in 14 minutes. Wow. Wow. That's good. At the house. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the high teens. <laughs> yeah. He says, if I can become a vegan, anyone can. Um, and a whole lot of his teammates at the Dragons, Jordan Pereira and Darren Darren Nichols, never heard of him, as are said, now dairy free. As I said, fringe first graders. Yeah. Uh, now, this is taking off like hotcakes, you know, because apparently he's got more stamina and energy. Are hotcakes vegan? Is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it says, um, now at lunch, they're given options of beetroot, bean, um, salad. Now, Chris, you're a fan of The Simpsons. I was. You were. They're you rewriting make, history all the time You can't make friends now. with salad. You can't make friends with salad. We all know that. Yeah, they've, re-d- they've redubbed that episode, and the conga line of the family is, you can, you can make, make friends, friends with, with salads. Salad, right. so talk about your new eras. But Mitch is, it, it, that sounds like it could be a, a pillar of a new rugby league era, right. doesn't it? This is the same mob that are trying to take a poo off the air. Yeah. And, and apparently, uh, a Michael Jackson character that is not even named as Michael Jackson. Correct. And they reckon you can't make friends with salad. We no, know you they, can. They now say, courtesy of Mitch yeah. Allgood, yeah. you can make friends now with the, salad. Now the camp's bitten too. Meat eaters, vegans. Yeah. But you say they were friends there. Okay, right. Gotcha. Uh, Chris, um... Film and video is all the rage this uh, particular summer from hell. So it's now, 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 even the good guys are in on it as well. I have heard there's a video floating around somewhere on the net from Cooper Cronk. 
Yes, the inside pass. The inside. What an inspired title! I think it's it's a documentary that will be Golden Globe and Academy Award nominated, yes. and it's the it's actually told from the perspective of Cooper's scapula. Yeah. So the scapula will be interviewed in the first person. What it was like. <laughs> what sort of voice has it got? Yeah. A little funny voice. <laughs> well, same Cooper, sort of high pitched and enthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah, even when I can't pass the inside pass. Interview I'm with still the now, win. the now departed, as in left the organisation, Rooster Doctor Docker Ibrahim. The deceit wreaked upon the Australian population, where we thought it was rotator cuff. Yes. Uh, it talks a lot about what society values, about what honesty means. Oh man. And Cooper Cronk perceived as the most honest man in football. Turned yeah. out he lied to the Australian public. Oh. It's hard hitting. Yeah. It's upsetting. <laughs> yes. And it runs for four hours. No, no. no. <laughs> it runs for 12 minutes. Get aboard. Yeah, yeah, right. Hey, Chris, uh, how good is Fire Up? Oh, Stephen, it's so great to be back with you. It's really good. We'll see you next week for Fire Up Live. 20 past nine. Bye now. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!